So we're recording. Is that recording? We're ready to go. So, how did you end up here? This is Blank on Blank, where lost interviews come to life. Distributed by the public radio exchange PRX.org. I'm David Gerlach. I'm Joe Fassler, and I'm a writer for TheAtlantic.com. Back in early 2012, Joe spoke with Brian Selznick. He's the author and illustrator of The Invention of Hugo Cabaret. It's a book that was turned into Hugo, an Academy Award-nominated film by Martin Scorsese. I've always had a really soft spot for kids' books. And one of my favorite writers to sort of emerge on that scene in the past few years has been Brian Selznick. And I loved these books, Hugo and Wonderstruck, just the books that read like a novel but are as illustrated as the best books for kids. And I had wanted to ask him about the experience of being enchanted by something because it seems so important to his books. And I never imagined that he would have such a specific vignette to tell about the moment he realized how important it is to be wonderstruck by the world. After college, I traveled around Europe and it was one of those trips where I didn't know what I was going to do when I got back and I was sort of aimless and, you know, there was sort of a subtext of having a mission to try to figure out what God meant to me at the time. Like, it wasn't like really a spiritual quest, but like in the back of my mind, I was like, I need an answer. Like, I want to know what what makes sense to me. And I found a um, postcard in a gift shop in Sweden that answered all all my questions. And it was a quote from Albert Einstein, which I have since discovered is a slight misquote, but (laughs) it's so good. (laughs) The misquote is actually better than the quote, I think. (laughs) It's a little long. uh, It starts off, the most beautiful and the most profound emotion we can experience is the sensation of the mystical. It is the sower of all true science. He to whom this emotion is a stranger, who can no longer stand wrapped in awe, is as good as dead. My profound belief in the presence of a superior reasoning power that reveals itself in the incomprehensible universe forms my idea of God. So I bought the postcard and memorized it and sent it off to a friend and I never, (laughs) never thought about God again after that. It's this need for curiosity and for the experience of wonder that keeps us alive, that keeps us going, that keeps us engaged in the world. A a sense of wonder is not something reserved for childhood. What were some of the things that left you sort of wonderstruck as a child? Uh, there's a book called The Borrowers by Mary Norton. It's the little, is that The Little People? Yep, yeah. And, yeah, but The Little People Who Live Under the Floorboards of a Kid's House. And I basically thought it was a true story. <laughs> and so I would make little furniture for the, the, the little people who lived under the floorboards of my house. And that idea that you know, there could be these unseen beings, these you know, somewhat magical little figures living in, in my house, among my things, was a, a deeply important idea to me when I was a kid. Actually, in 
high school, people used to start telling me I should illustrate children's books. Mm -hmm. And I think it just was my ignorance that made me not interested. I didn't know about children's books as an art form. I didn't think about what the genre could do. And so I just ignored it. But after college, I kind of came to my senses and got a... uh, job at a children's bookstore, and and that's when I really started learning about the history of children's books and realized that, in fact, this is a serious art form that has a great audience. You know, kids are the best audience you could ask for. I also had the pleasure of meeting Maurice Sendak, who Uh had always been a big hero of mine. And so he and I became friends, and he asked me to send him a box of my books, because he didn't really know my work and so he looked at it and he basically said you know you're very talented I see that you can draw but you haven't reached your potential yet there's more in you and basically that's what we all need is someone who can look at us and say there's more there than you even think and um, so that gave you license to be brave I had no idea what it meant you know I had made a lot of books and you know they had done pretty well and but it somehow it resonated like it made sense and yeah, you know, when you have someone like Maurice Sendak say to you that you have more potential than what you're reaching, <laughs> you know, you don't ignore that. Many thanks to Joe Fassler for bringing us this interview. Read his profile of Brian Selznick at theatlantic.com and find more of Joe's fact and fiction work at joefassler.tumblr.com. Support for Blank on Blank comes from Tiny Letter. Email for people with something to say. It's a simple way to send an email newsletter from the people behind MailChimp. Tinyletter.com. Amy Drozdowska produced this Blank on Blank with me. Our sound logo comes to us from Jeffrey Allen Jones. And for all the journalists listening, we want to hear your lost interviews. So drop us a line to interviews at blankonblank.org. Blank on Blank is distributed by the Public Radio Exchange. PRX.org. That's all for now. I'm David Gerlach. Keep listening. Mmh.